Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. So let's adjust the camera here a little bit. So yeah, today I just kind of wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about um it's it's basically an unconscious behavior that really most people do, and it's really good to become aware of it. <laughs> so so you can start, you know, one, understanding um, some of the upsets that we experience in life and some of the happinesses, too, and understand why we're a lot of people get knocked around by. Okay? And, you know, the, the, the spiritual law or the, the rule that I've tried to follow over the years is that your circumstances cannot dictate your happiness. I, um, I, I'm sure I've done a podcast on that. Um, so it's, that's kind of the rule I've followed. So if, you know, if the way your circumstances are dictate your happiness, then you're going to live on an emotional roller coaster because we live in an ever changing reality. So things are constantly going to be changing. So, I mean, in my opinion, that's nowhere to go through life, you know? So this is basically a version of that, a different way of coming at it, I guess. So it's, it's understanding that most people's happiness is, is based on their preferences, like what they want to happen and what they don't want to happen, you know? And this is an extension of of um, judgments, just going through life, constantly judging everything. You know, most people are constantly judging everything that happens as good or bad. Uh, I'm stuck in traffic, bad, raining, bad. Um, uh, a long day at work, bad. <laughs> Boss, not nice, bad. Uh, <laughs> friend had to cancel plans, bad. Uh, husband in bad mood, bad, like, you know, and, and they do it with the same things with good too, you know, oh, sunny day. Good. Got out of work early. Good. Uh, you know, have dinner plans. Good. Oh, I actually like the food in front of me. Good. So like if we're living like that, it's constantly dictated by something other than us. And we don't even realize we're doing it, you know, and it, it, it's, it really, you know, we either are in the habit of judging things or we're not. So when we're judging things all the time as good or bad, we judge people all the time. We judge circumstances. We judge situations. We And we don't even stop for a moment to think that we don't have the information necessary to judge most things. You know, like, I mean, I can certainly be, be, extremely critical of of the government 
we'll, you know, for example. Um, but if you pay attention closely to the messages that I'm being critical of the government, it's stuff that, for the most part, has so much evidence. It's just absurd. It's it, it's it's almost like I'm confident in knowing it. Whereas a lot of times it's it's the the current events. I don't pretend that I know everything going on about current events because most people don't. We we're not given the information through the media or from the government to to actually know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, you know, when we're at war, we have no idea why we're at war. They sure as hell aren't going to tell us. So it's like, <laughs> because it's usually mo uh, profit motivated. And you, you know, the, the, it's just countless evidence of this. I mean, we found this to be true in basically every war, <laughs> you know, that we, <laughs> we've been to. Um, we found evidence that the, that this is true. And then also all we have to do is look around and go, okay, where are we not at war? Like, have you, you know, this, this, like I try to look at both sides of things. You know, why are we at war? Okay, well, why are we not at war in other places? Like other places around the world that are basically doing the same things as the place that we're at war with. The, the, you know, there's similar things going on at different locations around the world. Well, why are we at war with one but not at another? And if you look that there is nothing to for the government to gain financially out of the places that they're not at war with. There's no financial gain. That's why they're not there. You know, they run around going, we're standing for democracy around the world and all this stuff. It's like, well, but only at the countries that you can gain financial gain out of not in the poor countries. That's interesting. You know, so this is what I mean. Like, I mean, when there's just mountains and mountains and mountains and mountains of evidence, and it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's got web feet like a duck, it's got a bill like a duck, it's probably a duck, you know? But in most situations, we don't, like, we don't know specifically, like, why we're at war. So, so I mean, you know, do I, do I think that the government's lying? Yeah. Um, do I think that I know why they're actually at war? No, I don't. I, I don't pretend to know that. So I'm not, I'm not judging a specific situation without the evidence. What I'm doing is I'm ju judging or <laughs> assessing. I like to say assessing as opposed to judging when, when I'm, I'm making assessments, you know, because I'm, it, it's, I'm not... Judgment is good or bad. Assessment is, uh, do I think this is happening or do I not think this is happening? We have to assess things through our lives all the time, but we don't have to label them as good or bad. I did a podcast on that as well. Um, so, so it's assessing things is, do I feel that I'm being told the truth? Well, by people that are proven to lie? No, probably not. So I don't trust them. That is an assessment saying, um, um, I know why the government is doing what they're doing, specifically in a specific situation, and I'm labeling that as bad. That's a judgment, okay? Because one, I'm saying what they're doing is bad, and it's assuming that I have all the information, which I don't, you know, because they will not share most of the information. 
right? So, so, so this is the difference. Okay. So, you know, when we're in the habit of judging everything, we do it unconsciously, we do it rapid fire and we do it across the board. So we're judging ourselves all the time. Whenever we fall short in any area, we are judging ourselves unconsciously. We're judging other people, um, which actually bleeds onto us a lot. Um, because whatever standard we set with other people, like, <clears throat> like let's say um, you judge people all the time for, um, for driving not perfectly, which is a thing in the United States that I found now that I'm in a different country. Um, if somebody just touches a, a, a middle line or something, it's like, oh, my God, is this person drunk? I would judge so quickly. So like when when people like if so if you're judging people while driving a lot. Right. And as soon as they touch a line or or um, slow down a little bit and then speed up a little bit, like we judge other people and we don't have the information to judge them we don't know what's going on inside of their mind like they obviously know they probably weren't paying 100 percent attention to their driving when they did whatever foolish thing that you're judging them for but do you see that's the part that we don't see we we, we spit out these judgments at other people and what we're doing is we're laying a groundwork of judgments against ourselves because now we can't do what the other people did if we go to change the radio station and we touch the white line and we judge somebody else the day before for touching a white line, then we unconsciously, we think we're an idiot. <laughs> so we either have to rationalize our behavior away, which brings us further away from being able to be honest with ourselves. We just dismiss what we did wrong and pretend that it's okay for us and it's not okay for other people. That's rationalizing. Or unconsciously, we feel like crap about ourselves. And this is all on, on, a, on an unconscious level. We don't know we're doing it. And it's, you know, I saw myself doing it uh, after I woke up. And it's like all of a sudden I'm bringing consciousness to things and I'm judging other people. And then all of a sudden I stop judging other people. I just won't allow myself to do it. And I start feeling better about myself. And I'm like, why do I feel better about myself if I'm not judging other people? And that's when I, when I dove in, I realized that when I'm judging other people, I'm setting a standard for myself. And whenever I don't live up to that standard unconsciously, I'm, I'm like, you're an idiot too, Glenn. You did the same thing that other person did. And then I feel worse about myself. So when I stopped doing that, I started feeling better about myself. Okay, so judgment is judgment. And it's on an unconscious level. It's just, it's just happening. You know, this is why one of the reasons meditation is so important. It's because it just stops your brain from incessantly running all the time. And then you can be in little uh, bits of control of it, you know, throughout your day here and there. And you can, you can tell it to stop running sometimes. You know, it's like you have a narrator in your head all the time. And it's like, oh, this person drives like a moron. Uh, oh, but I'm OK because uh, blah, 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 rationalization. And then, oh, I hate this. Oh, another red traffic light. Are you kidding me? Why do I always hit all the red traffic lights? Oh, my God. And this person in front of me is driving so slow. Oh, my God. 
Like this is narrating. Like you're already aware of what's happening. You don't need that voice narrating everything that, that you're experiencing in a judgmental way and labeling it. This person's a moron. I, I'm bad. You know, I have bad luck because I hit all the red lights. This, it's like a, it, it, it's judging every little thing, and it's judging it as good or bad, or whether you like it or whether you don't like it. Constantly, you know. So this is what we need to 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 try getting away from because, like, if we can chill out on the on the judgment of every little thing that's going on through our lives and realize that really what we're doing is we're just, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like everything that I just said doesn't matter. Why? Because we don't have any control over it. That's why. Like it's just preferences. It's really all it is is preferences. It's like, so I've got this blue speaker in my hand, right? So like, oh, I like blue. Oh, well, no, I, I should have gotten green. Well, who cares? Who, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If, if you want to get a, a, a green one, then get a green one. If you want a blue one, then get a blue one. That's fine. But all it is is a preference. It doesn't make the speaker better. It's not going to affect your life. It's just simply a preference. That's it. It's just a preference. So understand that it doesn't really matter. Okay. And most things in life are like that. It doesn't really matter. So why do we have to label it as good or bad all the time? Because as we do that, it's affecting our happiness. Because every time we label something as bad, it's not my preference. It uh, blues better. You know, it's how you do, this is how it happens on an unconscious level. It's like blue's better. And then all of a sudden we feel negativity, like literally negative energy will go through you when you do things like that. Like I could feel it just doing that. Blue's better. Like I, who would get green? I mean, blue's definitely better. It's just a preference. The person who likes green would get green. Like, who cares? It doesn't matter, right? But we're doing we're 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 flushing this toxic energy inside of ourselves, and it's happening all the time. And this and it dictates our happiness. Oh, oh, like that. I don't like that color. Like, if you actually take that on and feel the energy you're flushing through your body, you're flushing negative energy through. So, what that does is it robs you of happiness in that moment. Why? For a preference over a color. That's why you're losing your happiness, right? And that's on a tiny, small level, right? And then we do it in bigger things. Oh, my God, we're five minutes late for work. Nobody's going to remember that next month. And it's with the, the levels of stress that we put up. And then we start rationalizing. Oh, my God, this traffic is ridiculous. I can't believe this this road construction that's going on. This is so stupid. And it, they should have it finished by now. And this is ridiculous. Now I'm going to be five minutes late for work. And blah, 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 blah. like, whoa, man, it's just a preference. You would rather not be five minutes late from work for work. Yeah, I get it. I, I would rather not be five minutes late for work either, but I'm not going to let it dictate my happiness. I'm not going to let it knock me off center. 
and act like it actually matters. It doesn't. So it's, you know, everything is like this. We have to understand that we can't have our preferences determine our happiness. We can't sit there and be like, okay, this is an alignment with what I, a perfect life would be. A perfect life would consist of, like, you know, Tony Robbins uh, did, did a thing on this at one point years ago, too. It's, he calls it your rule for happiness, basically. Um, so it's, you know, it's just his take on what I'm talking about. And he says, you know, we, we all have rules for happiness and we don't even know that we have them. We've set them in place and we don't even know we have them. So it's like, like a lot of people on unconscious level, you know, like I said, this is just a different way of coming at the same thing I'm talking about. People think that everything has to go right for them to have a good day. And they don't even know that they think it, right? So really a lot of people, for them to have a good day, they're so attached to every piece of their day going the way they prefer it to, that they set themselves up for failure of having a good day. So what happens is basically, you know, you have to get up on time and not be groggy, have a great shower, dry yourself off, get up, have a good breakfast, drive to work with no traffic, go to work, have a great day, no weird comments from coworkers or a boss, everything goes smoothly, hit the gym, great workout, friendly people, go home, have a wonderful dinner, uh, families, everybody's doing wonderful, the kids' homework is done, uh, wonderful sitcom on TV, and then you go to bed and you fall right asleep. And if any of that doesn't go that way, most people rob themselves of happiness during those periods. It's because unconsciously, they're just looking for things to go their way. They're looking for their preferences to appear in their lives magically. Preferences that they have no control over, most of them. They're, they're, they're just, and, and when they don't go their way, then they're upset. So they're robbed of their happiness. You know, whereas if, you know, like Tony Robbins example, to finish up with that, you know, he was saying that like, if you, <clears throat> if your rule for happiness is, uh, I want to do my best today. That's it. You let go of all your other preferences and you just do your best. You're going to have tons of great days if that's your rule for what a great day is, your rule for happiness. If you have all those other things that you're checking off as your day goes on, you're never going to have a good day because it's very rare for all of those things to go perfectly. Right? So we have to let go of these preferences and understand that, that it's just mental, it's unconscious mental energy just going and going and going. And it's really robbing us of our, of, of our peace. You know, it's, it's fine to have preferences, but, to, but we can't control life. There's a flow to life. Things are going to happen and things are not going to happen. And some of them we're going to like and some of them we're not going to like. Why should that dictate whether we're happy or not? But that, you know, like, take a step way back, all right? Like, this this is how I gain perspective. Take a step way back from your personal life and your preferences and just look, talk in uh, uh, generalities, right? 
nobody's life in particular. Do Can we all agree that sometimes things you want to happen, happen in life and sometimes things that you don't want to happen, happen? You know, so sometimes your preferences play out in your life and sometimes they don't. Um, most of this stuff doesn't affect you long term. It just doesn't. It, you know, like you, when you get upset over, you know, the the Dunkin' Donuts being out of caramel flavoring. A couple of days later, they have it again. Like, <laughs> like, who cares? You know, like this stuff that that bothers us on a consistent daily basis. And like I said, it robs us of our happiness. And and we're all oh, it's not about the caramel flavoring. Like I, I actually did this once. This is probably why the the uh the um example came up. You know, I <laughs> I grew up in Massachusetts, man. Dunkin' Donuts is an institution in the Northeast. You know, then they finally start getting them in Florida. I get all excited. And the one nearest uh, where I lived was horrible, man. They just had horrible management. They never had anything. And uh, most often it was the stuff that most people had. So they just couldn't figure out how to reorder, you know? Like, so, so it's like, you know, I really let it bother me uh, like once or twice. I actually really let it bother me. And then, you know, I look back on it and it's like, really, Glenn? Like that's. But what I was telling myself, you know, to, to, to show us that we all do this and stuff, I was, I was saying like, oh, it's not about the caramel coffee. I wouldn't let myself think that because that's stupid, right? So I was like, no, it's about the management. It's about all of Dunkin' Donuts as an institution. They did so well in, North, in the Northeast, and now they're allowing their good name to be trampled by poor business practices. Why can't they find... They monitor stuff like this. Can't why wouldn't they fire this manager and get somebody else in there that could actually do the job? Like so, I made it about something else so that I could justify myself being upset. At the end of the day, it's a freaking caramel coffee, man. <laughs> Who cares? You know. So, but you know, once I stopped and realized that it was just a preference that didn't go my way. Who cares? Good. And 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 what if what if I say I should care? You know, let's look at both sides. I always try to look at both sides. Okay, what if I should walk around and allow my preferences to to upset me when they don't go my way? I have that right. Why shouldn't I walk around like that? Well, because it robs you of your happiness. That's why. Simple as that. And and it doesn't fix anything. What's see like if. Before I rationalize why I should be able to do something, I want to find out why it benefits me. Okay, so I look at it and I go, okay, well, if I rationalize this and say, I have the right to get upset. Okay, yeah, you do. I do have the right to get upset. So how does getting upset benefit my life? It doesn't. It doesn't benefit my life. I don't get more caramel coffees if I get upset. Nothing gets fixed when I get irritated. In fact, it usually goes worse because I don't bite my tongue well. So then if I do go to address something, I'm irritated and it doesn't come out too nice, <laughs> you know, which is not usually the best way to deal with things. 
now I can I can still um, speak. Okay, so I'll, I just saw another way to come at this too. So we can just see it from a lot of different angles. So it'll sink in for different people. So like Tole was talking about complaining versus, um, I don't know, I'll call it fixing uh, or addressing a situation. So he uses soup that's supposed to be hot in a restaurant. So they bring you cold soup. Now, one person is going to complain about it, and they're going to go, why is the soup cold? This is ridiculous. It shouldn't be cold. This, What kind of chef would put out cold soup? This is ridiculous. And they'll probably complain like that to the waitress or whatever. Um, now, they might get hot soup back. They might not. Um, they might get hot soup spit in by the waitress or the chef. <laughs> but whether they get hot soup back or not has nothing to do with their attitude, with, with them judging it as bad and complaining about it. The other way to handle it would to not get upset about it and just address the situation at hand. The soup is supposed to be hot, but it's cold. So you just call the waitress over and you say, excuse me, um, the soup is supposed to be hot, but it's actually cold. Is there any way I could get a hot one? Yes. Okay. So now, now that addresses it. So you, you have a better chance of getting your hot soup and not spit in, you know, I added the spitting in part. <laughs> totally didn't talk about that, but you know, you have a better chance of fixing or addressing your situation and getting it corrected in those situations that are correctable, which a lot of them aren't, if you're not irritated because it doesn't meet your preference. If you just address it factually, that's fine. You can want whole hot soup when it's supposed to be hot and it's actually cold. That's fine. Like it's it's not that we throw all our preferences or what we like out of the window. That's that's not what I'm talking about. It's not judging it as good or bad. See, that's the situation with the soup. They didn't say, you know, the first situation was complaining. It's this is bad. It shouldn't have happened. Somebody's an idiot. That you know, that's judging as bad. Whereas just addressing the situation is just. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. I would just like it hot. That's all. So we can still address things like that. It's just not letting it rob us of our happiness. That's the point. We need to have this baseline of, of happiness, you know, and that's often what I talk about really for me, that is, that's really spirituality. It's we, we have to be at a level of acceptance about the reality of life and walking around judging everything and having it affect your mood is not looking at life realistically. That That's not grounded. That's not down to earth. That is not. I, this is one of the things, you know, I always say, you know, people say spirituality is woo woo and and like social what what uh what society deems as normal is ground grounded and down to earth and it's not because most people in society walk around thinking unconsciously they're not aware that they're thinking this but they they, they think they're in control of reality 
and that they can determine things and it's their right to, and they think there's a benefit to judging things all the time. And there simply isn't. There isn't when you really look at it. The spiritual perspective is more grounded. When you look at it, when you look at reality and you go, I live in an ever-changing reality, things are constantly changing. I have no control over whether a chef gives me hot soup or cold soup. I have no control over all kinds of things that are happening around me. And to pretend that I do or to pretend that my preferences matter is unrealistic. Your preferences don't matter in 90% of situations because you're not going to affect reality. You're not going to change reality. If this is a blue speaker, no matter how much I want it to be green, throw a fit, it's not going to change to green. Okay, so that's not dealing with reality. And it's robbing yourself of happiness for zero reason. There's zero benefit out of it. And that's supposed to be reality. It's what most people would call reality. That's how we walk around life, interacting with life, getting knocked around. When something happens we like, we experience happiness. When something happens we don't like, we experience anger and frustration. It's like, why would you... If you're looking at life realistically and you know that there's constantly going to be things happening, some that you like and some that you don't, constantly, boom, 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 boom. And, and you were like trying to design a way of life that actually was enjoyable. Why would you choose to be on an emotional roller coaster that is determined by external circumstances that you have no control over? Why would you consciously choose that? You wouldn't because it doesn't make any sense. It's unconsciously chosen. So we want to bring consciousness into this situation. We want to bring reality into <laughs> act the way you live life and go, okay, so if we're in an ever-changing reality and stuff happens all the time, circumstances that I'm not in control of, Maybe I should be in control of my happiness instead of handing that power over to a myriad of external forces. What if I just had a baseline of, of connection, of peace, of calm that I developed through whatever, prayer, meditation, or maybe just shifting your thinking, depending on your belief systems and who you are, like just shifting your thinking to be more realistic and go, well, if I let just random stuff determine whether I'm happy or not all the time, especially things that most of these don't even affect me, I'm on an emotional roller coaster for no apparent reason. So if I just have a baseline of, of happiness and go like, hey, you know, life goes on. This too shall pass. Uh, everything works out eventually. Th that type of mentality, which is true. Everything this too shall pass is true because we live in an ever-changing reality. So it has everything changes in this reality. So latching onto a belief system like that and going, you know, like things work out. Yes, things do work out is, you know, as long as your eyes are open. Like, you know, the only people that I see suffering from things for, I don't, you know, I don't know. 
10, 20, 30, 40 years are people who are stuck and they're not doing what it takes to change their situation. They just keep reinforcing it. Oh, well, I can't do anything about this. This is just how it is. Well, yeah, if, <laughs> if, if that's the way you want to look at it, that's exactly what you're going to get. You know, I was an alcoholic for 20 years. It wasn't because I was like, oh, I could, I could just change my life anytime I want. I'm just choosing not to. No, that wasn't happening. I believed I couldn't change my life. I believed all kinds of unrealistic stuff that I rationalized that society told me was normal. So come back into reality, consciously choose how you want to go through life and choose a perspective that works with the reality that you're in. You know, you, we can all understand our reality. It's not rocket science, myriad of circumstances happening outside of our control, constantly changing, ebbing, flowing There's a flow to life. It go, yeah. Okay. Just leave it general like that. Okay. What type of mindset would give you a, a, uh, more of a baseline. You're still going to fluctuate. We're not trying to get rid of all your emotions. It's okay to be frustrated and angry and happy and joyful and sad. And we can experience all that stuff to some level. But you want a baseline of happiness underneath it where you know that everything's going to work out and it's okay. And then you can experience some of those emotions on top without getting knocked off center. We're not trying to turn ourselves into a freaking cyborg or something that doesn't feel anything. Of course, we're still going to feel everything, but we're just not going to get knocked off center. And it's not going to be every little thing that happens throughout our life. So that's pretty much what i wanted to cover it's if you know stop stop judging start latching on to the reality that things are going to happen that you like and things that are going to happen that you don't like and it's really not that big of a deal and it's not worth getting upset over and this too shall pass and we can just start anchoring into that that baseline of peace contentment happiness underneath and just okay I didn't like that. Well, that's all right. Sometimes things are going to happen that I don't like. Start practicing adjusting those thoughts, reframing that. Oh, my God, this person's an idiot. Oh, wait. Sometimes people do things that I don't agree with. I don't really know what's going on, but th that mental outlook doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. It's just picking a mental outlook that makes you feel better. And, you know, this is something I've always found interesting. <laughs> like before, and sometimes depending on who I'm working with, I'll tell people like, listen, just pick what feels better to you because you don't know the truth anyway. So why pick a truth that makes you suffer? All right. So let's say there is no good. There is no bad. There is no nothing. But you walking around judging everything is bad all the time makes you miserable. Why don't you just walk around judging everything is good all the time? Just what the hell? There's no truth in either one. You can't prove to me everything's bad. I can't prove to you everything's good. So why don't you just pick the good? Just, just because it's going to make you happier. Not that there's any, even any truth to it. There's no good or there's no bad. There just is. Why don't you just kind of lean in a direction of good? You have a, your, your, your happiness quotient in life will triple. <laughs> you know, just doing that. So like 
after explaining that a few times and, and of course, you know, monitoring my own life and seeing things, I realized that I don't personally, I don't believe that to be true. I believe that there is uh, a way that makes more sense and a way that makes less sense. And what's interesting is whenever I'm in a negative headspace or, or playing like I'm in a negative headspace to explain something, a lot of it doesn't make much sense. You know, so it's like, oh, that that chef that gave the, the cold soup was looking out the window and said, hey, that person at table number five looks like a moron. I'm going to I'm going to leave this soup out over here and let it get cold. And I'm going to give everybody else hot soup and then I'm going to delay it. And then when the wait, waitress comes or the waiter comes, I'm going to have them grab the cold soup and bring it to table number five, because the person that I looked through the window and thought they were a moron, they'll get the cold soup and screw them. That's why. That doesn't make sense. Right. That, <laughs> who would go through all that for no reason? It just doesn't make sense. But if you look at it and you go, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. He probably didn't mean to. Let's, you know, I'll, I'll just keep it general. He probably didn't mean to. Who knows? Maybe he put it over there and thought it was for another table and, you know, whatever. I don't know. But he probably didn't mean to. Now, which of those two scenarios is probably most likely, if you had to put your money down, which one is probably closer to the truth? Not even saying one of them is definitely true. Just which one would you put $100 down on and say, I think that that's probably closer to the truth. It's probably that he didn't mean to, and it was just a mistake somehow. That's all. And we've all made mistakes. So, oh my God, an imperfect human being made a mistake like every one of us has done countless billions, trillions of times for our lives. And it happened here with your soup, too. <gasps> Who cares? You see, this is... <laughs> so my point is, is that when I dive into the more positive perspective, I truly believe I get closer to the truth. I, I believe that very rarely is the most negative outlook the truth. Of course, sometimes it is. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that goes. I'm just talking about in our average daily life. Very rarely is the most negative perspective correct. Much more often, the more positive outlook is correct. So it's not just about being a, a pessimist or an optimist. It's really looking at things and going, oh, my God. Like, if you really dissect things that happen on a normal daily basis, the optimist is closer to the truth way more often than the pessimist. That to me is a fact, you know, I've done it with countless things. People don't walk around just intentionally hurting other people for no reason. As a general rule, we just don't do that. You know, as they, and oh yes, they do. Of course, there's some people that do, but it's very rare. I mean, do you? You're listening to this. Do you? Do you do that? Do you sit around just calculating how to screw up strangers' lives for no apparent reason? If you do, get some help. That ain't normal. <laughs> so, 
stop letting our our preferences dictate whether we're happy or not it's it's about acceptance it's just happening that's it. it it just is it's not good it's not bad it just is it's just the reality that it's happening if we take out that judgment just practice acceptance is this my preference no it's not my preference but who it, th- th- that doesn't really <laughs> you know why we're so addicted to asking ourselves like like living by preferences but if you really even ask that question like why does that even come into play something happens you don't like it is this my preference no but that's not how the flow of life works hey what's glenn's preference i think let's make that happen because he prefers it that's not that's not what how the universe runs it's not how it runs for me and ain't how it <laughs> runs for you so the preferences aren't that important so it's about practicing acceptance and just stopping letting go of the judgment and going it just is it just is. So what do I need to do here? If it's something that you don't like, what do I need to do? Well, I want my soup hot. Okay, well, then the appropriate course of action is to call the waiter over. Cool. So do that. I don't like when I get caught in traffic and I'm late for work. Okay, well, what, what do you have control over in that situation? Not traffic truth uh what do you have control over well i could i you know it's very relaxing to be early i could leave 15 minutes earlier and then even if i do hit traffic i'll still be there on time and if i don't i'll use that 15 minutes to sit in the car and just decompress and get myself mentally and emotionally ready to walk walk in and start my day just a little me time I used to use car time as me time a lot when I was a single parent because it was the only time I had any. So it was like, that was my me time. So yeah, show up somewhere early and sit in your car for 10 minutes. Listen to an uplifting podcast. Listen to some chill music. You know, uh, Insight Timer has the, 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 you know, all kinds of five-minute guided meditations, 10-minute guided meditations, uh, music on it. Like whatever, man, just sit there. And listen, get that app, free app, and and listen to stuff on there. Like I said, listen to a podcast. Don't listen to anything. Just sit there and be still and practice just relaxing for five minutes. Prepare yourself mentally before you go into work and be like, okay, I'm going to go into work. Sometimes things are going to happen that I like. Sometimes they're not. I'm going to practice non-judgment, acceptance of what is, and I'm going to do the best that I can. Okay, cool. And then go in. You know, I mean, this is how get creative. So you can make adjustments to things in your life. If you don't, if your preferences aren't happening and there's something personally that you can do, then fine, make that those adjustments. But, but you can leave the judgment out. It's not good or bad. It just is. Just accept it the reality that this is happening and then ask yourself, is there anything, any action I can take to adjust this or any way I can look at it in a healthier way or whatever. That's your world. That's your work. That's what you have control over. So shift your perspective on it. If that's going to make you happier, take some action. If there's action that you can try to take, but 
it's not about whether it's good or bad. It's not about whether it's your preference. It's just simply about accepting what is and then making the best of whatever the reality of your situation is. Sometimes that's finding a solution. Sometimes you have to get out of a situation, you know. If you're calm and you're not feeling like a victim of a situation, you're more apt to, to open up your mind and think of creative solutions to get yourself out of that situation. There's lots of benefits to it. All right, so that's going to do it. Thank you guys for listening, and I will talk with you soon. Peace. <laughs>